dead. Yes, here in the grim stone structure on the Thames, which houses Scotland Yard, is a warehouse of homicide, where everyday objects, a glass ashtray, a porcelain vase, an electric fan, all are touched by murder. Here's a piece of Office. 
Interested, Preston? In ghosts? <laughs> Little, sir. Uh, in good-looking heiresses, Sergeant. <laughs> oh, that's a... Uh, no, sir. Uh, but it might be possible that someone else is, or in her property. Perhaps. Well, uh, look into it, Preston. If we don't, the odds are the young lady will be back until we do. Let me have a report in the morning. The morning was eight hours away. Sergeant Preston walked up the quiet street in the London suburb where each house stood alone on its own plot of ground. Even in the inadequate light from the street lamps, the sergeant could see something of well-kept lawns and trim hedges. He turned into the concrete driveway, skirted two garages and tended back gardens, finding his way to a screened back porch where a light showed briefly. You came, Sergeant. Thank you for the light. My torch. I didn't want you to try the wrong house. This way. I thought we'd wait in the upstairs sitting room. Whatever you think best, miss. It's your ghost. Yes, isn't it? The stairs are this way. The sergeant felt rather than saw in the darkness that it was a large house. Seemed to be several rooms on the ground floor and upstairs. They passed three closed doors before they entered the sitting room, which apparently extended the full width of the building. That's the comfortable chair. It was father's. Thank you, miss. A drink? Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I'll smoke, if I may. Oh, yes, of course. When does he come? Midnight? Any time after I've gone to bed. Usually. Around now. Sergeant. Pardon, sir? 
promise. Whoever, whatever it is, will be gone now. Maybe tomorrow night. Well, you report this to the inspector. Oh, please. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, shouldn't you go to a hotel for a while, Miss, till this is cleared up? Oh, I thought of that a week ago, Sergeant. But, well, I, I like my own room. And if it isn't my father, he won't harm me. He'd never do that. You're very certain of that, aren't you, young lady? Aren't you a bit confused? If you believe that, why worry? Why go to the police, to the yard? Why be frightened of a fatherly ghost? Well, the sergeant asked that. I know, I know, but I wanted someone else to hear him. I was scared. Maybe I was imagining things. I'll be all right, sergeant. I expect I'm safe in my own house. And so you send the sergeant on his way, the sergeant who ought to have searched the house. You take him down the back stairs and out the back door, Joan. You go upstairs, alone, to your own room, start to undress. Talk to yourself, give yourself courage. Stop it, Joan, stop it. Stop it here. There's nothing to be afraid of. You're not going crazy. Uh, a school in Bristol. 
Impossible, Inspector. None of them... None of them would uh, want you out of the way? No, of course not. I see. Then, how do you account for this, Miss Thomason, Sergeant? Yes, sir. Here it is. But where did you... In the cellar of your house, under some burlap bags, right near the furnace, Miss Thomason. The furnace with its tin ducts to the registers in the room above. Many youngsters use these echoing ducts to imitate a ghost or to overhear what was going on in another room. As I said before, Miss Thomason, this is a mighty corporeal ghost. He soars through stairs. He uses hot air ducts to amplify his voice. He carries his own sound. I don't like this any more than Sergeant Preston does, Miss. I don't like it at all. Today, that same chain can be seen in the museum. Victim of the fight. And all those 
involved were related to each other as a pattern, which is continued in Bristol. All right, Albert. Uh, what have you in the cup, then? I thought she was uh, uh, retired. Quite uh, the usual. I didn't see anything. I'm delighted to fly to. Unfortunately, I'm on a bit strict in the bottle. I know, and of best nothing. Anything else? The prints on the bottle? No. She's put some wear on it. She took the bottle out of the missing Her landlady said she had a visitor the day before, but she did. Foremost, do all that sort of thing. Mind if I go with that landlady? No, not at all. Her name is Ross. Help yourself. Quite a talker, that woman. Got away. It was a semi-detached villa with a vacancy sign on the door. Mrs. Ross was indeed quite a talker. Inspector Hall let her talk. At least 15 years. Oh, a wonderful woman, Inspector, sir. So many of our students come to see her even after she retired. The kind of teacher you don't find nowadays. I know exactly what you mean, ma'am. And she was so happy that day. What with her cousin being here the day before and all. Her cousin, Mrs. Ross? Yes, I remember it clearly. She called. She was going out for a bit of cake for tea. Now that her cousin, Michael Stroud, had come to see her. A new name. Another cousin. One Michael Stroud, carefully now, Inspector. Carefully. You don't happen to know where he was from now, do you, ma'am? Oh, from London. I have the address. Found an envelope in the waste paper basket while I was clearing out the poor thing's room. Did uh, you tell this to the police? No, sir. They were so busy with their bustle and dusting everything for fingerprint statements. Yes, 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 of course. Uh, now, Mrs. Ross, uh, may I have that address, please? That is, uh, if you still have it. Her teletype message travels much faster than a train from Bristol to London. By the time the inspector reached his office, Sergeant Preston was waiting with the answer. We've been there, sir. Uh, Michael Stroud had a flat at the address, but he's moved and left no forwarding address. Oh, well, when did he move out? July 13, sir. The day after the Carstairs woman died. When the quarry is escaping, what do you do? Well, the least you can do is close some of the gaps in the situation. Try to develop motive and opportunity. The inspector permitted Joan Tomlinson to leave the hospital and to proceed in his company to the office of the solicitor. Now, sit down, Joan. And to, Inspector. Oh, thank you, Mr. Thomas. Thank you. I, uh, I gather something is amiss. Mr. Thomas, we have reason to believe that three people have died because of Miss Tomlinson's inheritance and that her own life is in danger. Well, that's unbelievable, sir. It usually is. However, the three who are dead are all, uh, were, all second cousins of Miss Tomlinson, her next of kin. What we are here to find out is, does the will under which she inherits her property state to whom that property devises in the event of her death? Mm, not exactly. Uh, that is, if she dies intestate, the property under the law would pass to her next of kin, in equal shares, of course. Uh, Mr. Thomas, uh, with all her second cousins dead, a third cousin would be next in line? Correct? Oh, absolutely. Of course, I, I know of no such relatives, sir. Unfortunately, sir, we do. His name is Michael Stroud. His whereabouts at present are unknown. Motive, present. Very definitely present. Opportunity, obvious. And seized at least three times in Manchester, Norwich, and Bristol. As to the next move, the inspector outlined a plan. Briefly. Mr. Tomlinson, do you still believe in ghosts? No, we must. Well, would you be afraid to stay must alone? I see. I'm going to see the death. Yes, Absolutely. You were? 